Legend tales of a place where the booze flows freely and the stories are always entertaining. If you were bold enough to seek out such a place, head 13 miles down the Tuscan Highway to a tiny blues joint known as the Townsmith Tavern. Once there, <laughs> enjoy the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and Bowl. Excuse me, excuse me, you can't say that. You're going to lose your family-friendly rating. You're going to corrupt the kids. B.S. A podcast that invites you to grab a cool beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. And here are your hosts, Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that in 30 years will be rebooted to basically get money off of you based off your nostalgia, but it will slowly crush all of your hopes and dreams. I'm your host, the Howard Blues, this time (laughs) now in jazz radio mode, uh, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend. The Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? Uh, <clears throat> well, I feel that I need to do the entire show like this then to make you feel right at home in our Red versus Blue competitor series of the Triple B. I'm okay. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right uh as the audience especially if you're the audio listener you might be going wait is this really howard uh yes this is howard after two full days of announcing hockey um and i still got a day left to go so uh the the voice is a little rough but it's definitely what i call my my radio voice kidder it's it would be if i was going welcome to k95 your slow jazz station for those of you who are pretentious assholes. You know, that would that pretty much sums it up. So, but Is not too bad, Kidder. Although I will say, mm-hmm. uh, my week was slightly ruined. I, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, but the trailer came out for the reboot of Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. I saw a thumbnail and I went, really? And then scrolled kept scrolling yeah i started watching it because I, I growing up kidder i don't know if you watched chippendales oh yeah Rangers, favorite cartoon oh right One up there with yep. ducktales like those were some of the big ones for me and my brother loved those shows and i i, I watched the trailer because i had heard that they were rebooting it and i was like oh great because they did a reboot of ducktales that is fantastic kidder if you haven't seen it has it, David Tennant as Scrooge McDuck? Yes, mm-hmm. and it it does a wonderful job of like capturing the essence of it while modernizing it and still pulling in all of these other great references to things like that. Like Darkwing Duck appears in it. It's very very well done. Uh, I've watched a couple of episodes with Howie Junior. It's great. But this kidder, this they're taking it and they're going meta with it. So it's the idea of, hey, Chip and Dale are two chipmunks 
cartoon chipmunks who had a popular show and were living it up with all these other cartoon celebrities. But now, 30 years later, they're on some adventure. So it's kind of crazy. It's kind of a mix of like traditional 2D animation, 3D animation, live action. It's like they're trying to pull, you know, who framed Roger Rabbit, but it, it it's bad. There's it sounds a line terrible. In, oh, there's a line in it where Dale goes, yeah, I had the, you know, the CGI surgery, you know, to explain why he's in CGI through the whole movie and ship is 2D. The other thing that's kind of weird and, and such um everybody knows the chip and dale voices those high-pitched voices that i could not possibly try and do right now but uh in this version kidder chip is uh being voiced by john mulvaney who is an excellent comedian and very talented voice actor but not quite the right voice for a chipmunk uh, especially one that has a pretty established voice um yeah. So, needless to say, Kidder, uh, that was, yeah, hard pass. Ah, uh, I, I, I can't. I'll put it here. Here's the best. The best way I can put it, Kidder. As I was sitting here watching this, Howie Junior came over, looked over my shoulder, looked at what I was watching, and and yes, he doesn't have a lot of words, but he knows the word no, and he goes no and starts <laughs> turning it off. So. Yeah. It's a hard pass from Howie Jr. So there you go. Fair enough. Well, <clears throat> I guess I'll be skipping that one as well. And trying to find some of the uh, original episodes or something. They can be found on Disney Plus. So mm -hmm. if you have that. Uh, I would say you watch the trailer just to just to feel the disappointment. You know, man. So that means yeah. we got to put it in the show notes for everybody else to be depressed too then i've already put it there yeah. okay so if you want to get depressed uh, just go ahead and go down there to show notes and watch that and please come back <laughs> yeah. and uh now since we've all well the two of us have ruined your day allow us to get some uh karmic redemption and do something good uh kidder uh, we have a little bit of an update on uh, Brother Smalls, and I'm going to let you do the talking because my voice is tired. Um, you know, I can do that, but I think people do love to hear your your smooth undertones there, Howie. <laughs> talking smooth. Yeah. Brother Smalls shared this with us, and in fact, uh, tomorrow, March 5th, yes, we are living in the current right now. March 5th, tomorrow, the American Legion Post 157 in East Grand Forks, Minnesota, from 5 to 10 p.m. Central Time. You can go over there and visit Smalls and help out his benefit to help get some cash into the account and pay off some of them uh, their medical bills because, well, you know, they stacked up when Smalls was fighting for his life. So the least we could do is go there and, well, let's rally behind Smalls. So we have the information for the Facebook event as well, happening Saturday, March 5th, 2022, American Legion Post 157 in East Grand Forks. In fact, it's at 1017 
Central Avenue Northwest in East Grand Forks. Now, the cool thing about it, the uh, Smalls has secured some hot dogs, some chips, some dessert. It's an all-age party. There's raffle items for adults and kids. And as of this recording, some somewhat breaking news from Smalls about the newest items being included there are some Fighting Sioux collectibles donated by the Sioux Shop. So uh, that's very awesome and looking forward to helping out Brother Smalls. And again, that uh, Facebook group event is available in the show notes. So please check that out. And uh, I know Smalls has been working on trying to get uh, the electronic stuff working for if you can't be in person at the event from 5 to 10. So we'll see what happens. But uh, support Brother Smalls. We certainly support you here on the big show. And hopefully everything goes fantastic tomorrow. If you're watching this on Friday, March 4th, 2022. Otherwise... Uh, you can still check out uh, Smalls on Facebook and his uh, uh, DJ page on Facebook and find out ways to help him whenever and wherever you are listening or watching to this episode. So, Smalls, we're here for you, bro. You know, Kidder, it's a little um, it's a little bit sad that by the time this episode comes out, my voice will be back to its normal uh tenor otherwise i would say we should raffle off howard records your like voicemail box <laughs> well we we certainly can still add that to the uh to the list and then i will just have to take you out to some kind of an event and feed you beers and make you scream at things until you sound like this again hmm um, that sounds a bit painful. Um, maybe, yeah. or it might be just like the comedy club in Grand Forks from back in the day. <laughs> I don't mm -hmm. know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Kidder, uh, speaking of my voice, um, I'm a bit parched. I think it's time we find out what's on tap. We think we should. You better take the first drink because. You sound like you're hurting for a beverage. So, Howard, what is on tap, my brother? Uh, and just for the record, my voice, like, my throat is fine and all of that. It's just tired, is how I would put it. Uh, Kidder, tonight marks the end of the seasonal beers. That's right. I have the last winter seasonal beer in my hand. Uh, tonight we are having from the Lift Bridge Brewing Company a it's called the Fireside Flannel Brown Ale. Mm. Look at that fun can. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, I was looking to see what other info I could find on it. Um, surprisingly, not a lot. Uh, it's brewed out of Stillwater, Minnesota. But uh, that's it, Kidder. That's all I got. I have not found the alcohol percentage content on here. I don't have tasting notes. It's, I mean, there's a slogan here, Liftbridge Toasty Layers of Flavor. Um, 
but that's it, Kidder. I got nothing. I got no other information, no details, just a really pretty can. So this could be good. This could be terrible. We're going to find out. Mm. Smells like a beer. That's good. <laughs> say, say something. I, I can't help but laugh. Well, it smells like a beer. Okay. I'm glad that we are on track with one third of this show. I, I hate to say it, Kidder. Mentally, I'm I'm a bit worn out as well, uh, which we will talk about eventually. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's give it a taste. Mm. Well, Kidder, that is a nice brown ale. Um, it's got a nice toasty um, flavor to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Picking up, uh, how would I describe that? Mm. Yeah, it's definitely got a nice dark caramely note to it. Mm. Mm. That's good. That's good after a long day at the hockey rink. So Make I'm going to enjoy like this. At a lodge and sitting in a comfy chair after a long day of skiing the slopes. Um, no. Because the last time I, God, was it the last time I skied? Yeah, the last time I skied, I think I broke my collarbone. So, <laughs> and that's I, why it was the last time. Um, no, that wasn't why it was the last time. Um, but it, I mean, it was one of those things. I didn't do a lot of skiing as a kid because lift tickets are expensive. Um, and I remember my parents were nice enough to allow me to go skiing maybe once, twice a year with my friends. And I went and it was like the second run of the day, Kidder. I, I, yeah, I, I fell and broke my collarbone mm. and, uh, had to get, get the, uh, the fun, um, evacuation, uh, method off of the, uh, the slopes. Um, yeah, it was on uh, the backboard and then slid down with six people holding you. <laughs> uh actually I was pulled by uh, a snowmobile. Hmm. But it was a it was a, yeah, it was it was one of those things. There was um it was at Terry Peak in um just outside of uh Lee Deadwood uh in the Black Hills. And uh one of our favorite runs that we we liked, me and my friends liked to go down. Um the, it had one really kind of tricky spot because it it had an old uh railroad bed that ran through it. So about halfway down, you'd end up on this flat surface, and you had a very steep grade for maybe about four feet, and then it would kind of go back to the normal. I was going down that grade, uh that steep grade, hit a chunk, did a nice little twist, landed on my uh uh shoulder, lost all my equipment slid down the hill, finally stopped myself. My sunglasses came sliding to a stop um, next to me. I'm like, well, there's the first crash of the day, and I reach over to get them, and as soon as I reach shooting pain up my arm, uh, my feet lifted up, so I continued to slide back down <laughs> or further down the mountain, dug my feet back in again, and uh, look over in my sunglasses. I managed to hit them, came sliding and slid right next to me. And I'm like, well, not making that mistake again. So, uh, yeah, I got taken off the mountain and it was my, my parents 
like they weren't mad at me, but like they were mad at the situation because I mean, it was, it was quite a bit of money for me to go and do this and like two runs in break my collarbone. Um, yeah, but yeah, that was kind of the last time I went skiing and it's not because of that. They just, again, it, yeah, it's kind of a money thing and all mm -hmm. that. Almost sounds like you went to action park or something. Uh, yeah, no, no. It, uh, <laughs> At least it wasn't that. the the mountain's fault. Yeah, but enough of a tangent, Kidder. Uh, mm. What do you All got? Right. <clears throat> let's cap. let's open up El Frigio Biro and see see what I should do to myself this evening. <clears throat> you know what? Since I could go two different ways. How do you want to do this? I could try and find the seasonal-ish type beverage, like what you've been going uh, down the path of for a while, or I could do something new and hot off the beer truck. Mm. That's a that's a good uh, a good dilemma there, Kidder. Well, uh, here's the thing: you're probably going to get through two before uh, this show is over. So, uh, why one of each. Uh, yeah, but why don't you start with a seasonal since okay. I'm drinking a seasonal? Why don't you drink a seasonal? There, I made a decision. <laughs> I have a, I have the perfect, the perfect one right here in my hand, especially tying the tangents together. And I have to look to see if this uh, is a pry off, which I believe it is, which is good because I have my opener ready to go. <clears throat> so why is this? relative to the tangent and mind you i purchased this over a week ago no it was a week ago now and had no idea that we would ever be talking about you skiing on a mountain breaking your collarbone any of it so love how the universe puts this stuff together it is the brisk and smooth alpine lager <laughs> so there you go from samuel adams i'll i'll have another the nice green uh, label on it right here. And as you can see, uh, 12 full ounces of 5.5% alcohol per volume and 18 IBUs in this here lager. Um, I'm really hoping that this is June of 22. So we'll go with that. Uh, an independent craft uh, brewery association member on the back. It tells us a little bit about the old Alpine lager right there. As you can read, as I'll hold it for a second, hazy and golden. This unfiltered lager is a breath of fresh air. The crisp maltiness and lively citrus notes transport you to a brisk sunny days. Lying on your back in the mountains. No, wait. I think I read that wrong. <laughs> Just lying out in the mountains. So there you go. Tim Cook, founder and brewer. Um, savor the flavor responsibly. It's a lager. Government warning. R-E-C-Y-C-L-E -E recycle. Okay. <clears throat> there we go with that. Open up this bad boy right here. And with... This beverage being opened, as you see with the pry top, another bottle goes to the local geeks, the Triple B Brewmasters bottle collection for future beverage bottling. Here we go. All right. Yep. This one smells a little piney. I don't know if it's L piney, 
more like uh, you took the pine tree with you when you fell down the slope. You know what? That's not too bad. It is brisk. And it, it smells very IPA when you open it up. That's why I said the, the pine tree comes at you. But when you actually taste the seasonal alpine lager, which is brisk and smooth, it has that initial hint of the hoppiness. And then the smoothness takes over. It actually kills that nasty hoppiness and then leaves you with the citrus. Refreshing. Yeah, I might actually have one of these again. Sounds good. Yeah, it's not too bad. So uh, I think you would like this too for for the IPA like, but not an IPA. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to try that one sometime. Sounds interesting. So there we go. Thanks, Samuel Adams. All right. Now that we're both vocally lubricated, I think it's time that we get down to business. Mm -hmm. And boy, Kidder, do I have a story for you. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I have a great story for you. So uh, last Saturday, me and uh, it was me and Howie Jr. And uh, didn't know what we were going to do. And uh, got a last-minute invite out to the ranch to visit my parents, uh, which was fine. We went out there. Um, they hadn't seen Junior for a while, so he had a lot of fun playing with the dogs and uh, with my mom and all of that. And we had lunch out there. Uh, he tried to take a nap, but that didn't happen. Um, such, but we were out there for quite a while. Uh, my dad ran into town for an errand while, uh, junior was supposed to be napping. And when he came back, he's like, man, the roads are starting to get bad. He's like, you should probably head for, uh, you should probably head home. I'm like, okay, that sounds great. I'll go start my car because it's always nice to put junior in a nice warm car instead of a, uh, frozen car seat, a lot less screaming then. So I go out, get her nice, put the key in my car. I start it. And there's a light dusting of snow on my car. I'm like, well, let me go get the old trusty scraper with a brush here and uh, start brushing. Now, I noticed when I got out of my car, uh, a bit of a squealing noise. I'm like, oh, mm, well, that's not good. Luckily, I had an appointment on Monday for it to go in for service. So it's like, okay, I'll just make a note to tell them there's a squealing. It's probably a belt. Not a big deal. And uh, we'll go around the car, starting on my driver's side, brush, 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 go around the back, brush, 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 go around the passenger side, brush, 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 brush. When I get to the front of the car, Kidder, I smell smoke. And I look down, and there is smoke pouring out of the hood of my car. And as I look through the grill, the little flicker of flames. That's right, Kidder, my <laughs> car was on fire. <laughs> that's a hot deal right there <laughs> yes so i quickly jumped into action i went and turned it off opened the hood make sure that uh there weren't actual flames because if i had to do something about that i wanted to take care of that uh, right away 
And uh, what had happened, Kidder was the main belt, had chosen that exact moment to fail, to snap. And as uh, the different parts were spinning and such, it was grinding on that, and that was starting the, the smoke. And it wasn't quite a true fire. It was mostly just a spark because those belts do have some metal running through them and such. But so now we're in a pickle because my car is now north of Mandan on the ranch. Um, so I went talked to my dad. He's like, well, it should still be drivable. Um, it's just not going <laughs> to charge your battery and such. So uh, we made a plan, um, and we, we took three cars in, because luckily, as I said, it was being serviced on Monday. So the thought was, we will drive it to the dealership. My dad will give me a ride home. Uh, my mom was going to bring Junior in her car and then leave her car, so I had a vehicle for the rest of the weekend and until my car was fixed. So uh, I had to drive in. No heat. Because, again, that's the belt that powers the fan. Nothing to blow in there. Plus, you want to turn off your heat. I turned off my radio, turned off my lights, anything that could drain the battery. So it was a nice, cold, boring drive-in in a car that smelt like it was on fire. But uh, made it in, uh, got it, got it to the dealership. Uh, they were able to look at it. Uh, what had ended up happening, Kidder, is my water pump seized up. And so that stopped spinning, and basically the belt was running over that, causing it to snap, and there we go. So needless to say, Kidder, I had to put a new uh, water pump into my car. Uh, it also got and an oil change. Yeah, and a new belt. Uh, and an oil change. Uh, it was all good. A little bit of other maintenance stuff, but cars doing well, uh, and they did a great job with it. The only complaint I have with my uh, Nissan dealership that I kind of was annoyed about was they decided to run the car through the car wash and then leave it parked outside. So by the time I uh, was actually able to go and pick up my car, it was frozen shut. Mm -hmm. Good job. Yeah, that's a good one. Yep. As I sat there and tried to pull my door open, I couldn't help but think to myself, well, at least I got content for the show. So there you go. That is how Howard's car ended up on fire last weekend. So I'm also glad that in your attempt to open your car that you didn't yank the damn door handle off the thing <laughs> trying to open it. Yeah, what was worse, Kidder, is I actually had to put gas in my car um, after that. <laughs> and that was my uh, gas thing was frozen, too. I had to use my key and kind of just slightly pry it enough to get in there. But, uh, yeah. Always an adventure with you. Hey, you know, I, I don't lead a boring life. Nobody can accuse me of that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I, the, the uh, boring life part and exciting life part just brought back a, a flashback that I wanted to mention during the uh, What's on Tap segment. And I feel that it needs to be inserted as soon as possible here. But 
obviously I opened the beer fridge and it was a question of what should I have on tap tonight? Because yet again, you and I have been let down. Disappointment lane continues into a second full week. Mm, third week, yeah. actually. Third third week. Yeah. Mm. I was thinking third, but then I said second. And you know me and math. You know how it goes. So it all blends together. But yeah, we could have been sharing a beer tonight, talking about that beer. He also believes that he wants to punish me with uh, one of these IPA-ish beers. And I said, good, it's content for the show, which is what reminded me when you said you have content for the show. Uh, Oh, okay. But it's not here. And I asked him about it earlier. I'm not asking for free beer. I mean, on the show, we ask for free beer, which you can drop by beerbluesbs.com click on the buy us a beer button and you can buy us a beer, which the info is conveniently right here on your screen. If you're watching it or in the uh, show notes for our website, of course, beerbluesbs.com, buy us a beer. But I asked him, I'm like, Hey, so uh, <clears throat> how about that beer? And he just laughs. I forgot. I'm like, uh-huh again. He's like, I got it in a sack. Okay. It doesn't help me any. It's in my fridge. It, it still doesn't help me. I'm not understanding. This isn't helping me here. You know, it's it is not in my presence to go. Wow, look at this beer. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, it's been weeks. I know, and I'm like, you're yeah. killing me. I know. I mean, the, yeah, the the real disappointment is not that, again, not that we want the free beer. It's the fact that he said, hey, I have beer for you, and then has failed to produce, you know? Guys are going to love this. It'll be great for the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> At this point, he's just being a beer tease. And the other thing, I got I to gotta call him out, because I know that he's not going to get to this part of this episode for like six months. He has put us on the back burner for another podcast. No. Yeah. And he's it's not che- rum rocking rumors. Yeah. He's cheating on us. He's cheating on us with another podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's some D and D or something podcast. No. I mean, I can approve the D and D, but, uh, he's saying that the, the episodes are like four plus hours long. And I'm like, have you watched our show? <laughs> Well, uh, listen, as a guy who's around two, but still right. What right. And I, as a guy who has listened to, uh, D and D podcasts, uh, before, yeah, four hours is actually about standard for those because again, that's the app about the average length of most D and D sessions. I mean, combat on some of those can take close to an hour depending on the level. So, Yeah. I mean, it's, hey, I mean, cool. I'm glad that he's uh, doing that. But, uh, Mm -hmm. boy, um, he is very quickly going to become the next gentleman from Indiana. You know, that's just what's going to happen here. It's a sad thing. 
because he's from here and I don't want to rip on here because I like it here. <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, we've already named him as Lane. I mean, mm. it, people will know that. Um, he's in probably more danger of us just calling him Disappointment Lane uh, as a nickname uh, yeah. at this point. Um, Got a roadmap for that. Yeah, uh, but, but that's what he's in danger of becoming is the next gentleman from Indiana. Now, though, I mean, we, we technically, I mean, yes, we could still make fun of the gentleman from Indiana, but that just seems mean and hurtful now that he's been on the show. Yeah, I mean, he has that going for him. He's been on this show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know at this point if he's watched or listened to more episodes than Lane. Mm. Um, well, yeah, hard to say. Hard to ponder. Something for uh, a future show. Yes. Well, we're jam-packed tonight, aren't we? Oh, and yeah. And a lot of it is hockey. So if you don't like Ooh. hockey, um, sorry. Um, but we got a lot of hockey to talk about. And at, uh, the Gitter, let's just um, go <laughs> in show list order here, which means we're starting at the pros. And uh, working our way down to the big tournament. Absolutely. So, a uh, hockey update. Put mum in the garage because this here is a burn burner, folks. Uh, first of all, your Colorado Avalanche hockey update. So, some good, some bad. Now, it's just like the episode that came out today as we're recording it avs had a loss but good news for the week uh so i have to say that the loss it was to doubt the dallas stars on the 15th and they just played the stars two days before that in dallas and beat them for nothing so what i'm guessing is number one the stars were pissed. Number two, the stars watched all the video on all of the plays and goals that the Avs had and then used that against the Avs when they played them two days later. And number three, I think the Avs were tired already from coming back and, uh, you know, just doing what they do, right? Practicing and getting back into it. Plus, the you know, uh, Jared Bednar and uh, Nazem Kadri and Kel McCarr were all at the uh, NHL All-Star game, so they could have been a little bit tired. Uh, then they were, they were thinking about uh, Nathan McKinnon coming back, and he... Uh, yeah, he was in that lineup, I think. Maybe not. Anyway, they lost. Lost uh, one to four. But the next night, Abs took a quick trip to Las Vegas, Played the Las Vegas Golden Knights, or obviously just the Vegas Golden Knights. This one was a pretty damn good game. The Avs picked up the victory, and <clears throat> it was two to nothing. Yes, in Las Vegas, the Avs beat the Knights. Oh, it's good. That was Darcy Kemper's second straight shutout and his third of the season. So very, very happy about that. Way to go, Kemper. He is really coming into it. And I have to admit that at the beginning of the season, uh, in the offseason there, when it was announced that the Avs picked up Darcy Kemper from uh, would have been the Arizona Coyotes, 
And then, of course, before that, he played for the Minnesota Wild. And I went, oh, God, I mean, come on, because he was not really good. Well, he ended up going and uh, getting a lot of training. Abs put him through some goalie training, and he right now is he's on fire, and it's awesome. It's awesome to see him get even better. So happy to see that. Avs are still number one in the NHL for the points race. So let's keep rolling. Some trade rumors to talk about. And I want your take on this, Howie. Because uh, first of all, with the Avs, we have Claude Giroux, who's currently playing for the Philadelphia Flyers. And his name has been floating around. Is he going to give up on the Philadelphia Flyers at the end of this season after being there for 14 years, gaining his captaincy on the team and making $8.275 million per year? Because apparently he's, he's said, according to a couple different articles I've read, that he is desiring to go to Colorado because he wants to win a cup. And his other choices were uh, Minnesota and might have even been Winnipeg. I can't remember the uh, third on that list. But heading into the summer, it's unrestricted free agency for him. And that trade deadline coming up here in, I mean, as this episode is put out, a couple weeks. So your quick thoughts on that. I mean, it's... um... It's not uncommon for uh, players, especially um, who have been in the league this long, to kind of basically go cup hunting and basically go bouncing around trying to to get it and usually doing like one-year deals um, to do it. Um, We saw that with Joe Thornton. He left the San Jose Sharks, who he'd been with for a long time. He was playing with... um, who did you play with last year? I think it was um, the Maple Leaves. I think Future Howard, <laughs> right there. Um, you know, but but yeah, just going basically taking a one year contract to try and win the cup. Um, I don't know how much he brings to the team in what we're lacking. That would be, I, and I'm not as familiar with him as a player. So, I, I mean, I can't say, gosh, he's an excellent goal scorer, and boy, do we need a goal scorer. Um, yeah, I don't know. And truthfully, right now, we got a, a team that's young and fast. And so how does he keep up with that and with that play? Yeah. So those are just some of my um, quick thoughts, hot takes, if you will. Absolutely. On that. <clears throat> So my, you know, general quick thoughts on it were number one. So he's been with Philadelphia for 14 years. So that's awesome. He's kind of built a legacy in Philadelphia. And so is he using this as the ability to potentially make more money in a new contract that, oh, all these good teams are interested in me and they have the ability to win a Stanley Cup. So you should pay me more to stick around. I can see that. The other thing, if he's really interested in coming to the Avalanche, number one, he would not be the team captain, and he would not be an assistant captain on the team. I already have him. 
number two, two or three, depending on however you want to think of this as the next point, is <clears throat> with his age and not that there's anything against him being that old. Obviously, he's got the veteran nature behind him. Where would he fit in to the lines? Because the lines, yes, they rotate, but they're somewhat set and there's veteran abilities on each of the lines and they rotate, uh, you know, Jared Bednar rotates them. So I just don't know where he would fit in. I mean, you could throw him at any of the lines and start building chemistry, but each of the line, all four lines have some damn good chemistry right now. So do you want to screw with that for a chance at having more veteran leadership or would it be a point of contention within several weeks after he came on board. And then again, is he going to be there one year, two years? And then what? So he leaves, takes the ball, goes somewhere else. Maybe. Or he is that glue that fits in, gets everybody together even more. Win a cup. I mean, yeah, I, I lean more toward my first points than that last one of, he gets traded, but then who do you trade him for five players? I mean, I don't, I don't really see that happening. I mean, the money thing, abs are in a good place for the, uh, the cap, the salary cap, but you know, you trade three years in the future of, uh, NHL trade, uh, points for, uh, <clears throat> one player and then two, three players who are currently playing. And Tyson Jost's name was was kicked around for that too, and I'm like, no, leave Josty alone. Come on. Yeah. One thing I would say is like, uh, I, I'm going to guess if he's a, a player like that who wants to come to a team like Colorado, I I don't think he's going to care about a captain or assistant captain. Um, he's already had that. Um, you know, this is about him wanting to win a cup. Um. But yeah, I kind of agree with your points of, I mean, who do you trade for him and that? I mean, trading him for future draft picks. I mean, draft picks are magic beans, right? They could give you the greatest thing ever. They could really suck. They are magic beans, you know. Mm -hmm. It's uh it, it's like it's like trading for lotto tickets is is really the way you have to look at draft picks. You know, it's uh yeah, sure you can have our, you know, first round pick for the next three years because who knows I, I, there are many people who are picked the first round who go nowhere so mm -hmm. yeah and i could see it if if it were you know for next year for instance a lot of the hockey scouts have been out looking at all these players and giving information back to the teams and to make the decisions and whatnot so i'd almost going along with your uh analogy there would would say even instead of just a lottery ticket it's almost like a uh, a partially scratched off scratch off ticket <laughs> because you kind of know what you're getting you know you think that you're getting what you're supposed to get but will it actually come true so we'll keep watching that um you know the obey kubel trade earlier in the season was a really good pickup for the avs because he's turned into 
you know, he, he scored enough goals, so I don't want to call him just a goal scorer, but he he works in the you know, deep in the defensive end and has a couple breakaways and uh, forces turnovers and whatnot. So appreciate that. So <clears throat> now that we've talked about the best team, your Colorado Avalanche, let's talk about Rude Boy Kyle's team. And it'd be great if we could have him on the, the show as a quick uh, phone a friend to see what his thoughts on this are. But especially because he's the lazy goalie, damn it. But Marc-Andre Fleury, one of the higher, uh, if not top-tier members of the goalie community in the NHL. He uh, has won three Stanley Cups, has been to the Cup Finals five times, and has uh, so far an 18-year career. So, again, he's still kicking ass. Now, with the Blackhawks, this is his final year in that contract. Uh, According to the information on the interwebs, which you know is always true, he has a 10-team modified no-trade clause. So, take that for what it's worth. Uh, According to the information, again, out there on the interwebs, he's likely to stay with Chicago unless Fleury wants to go somewhere else. and. We'll just have to see what happens to him, too. Again, a couple weeks left in the trade deadline. Does he stick around? Chicago didn't really do too well this year, and he was one of the main reasons why they did well in a lot of those situations. So does he stay, or does he go try and win the fourth Stanley Cup somewhere? Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, he has been in the league a long time. And, you know, had a very long and successful career. So it'll be interesting to see what he decides to do. Um, I know he wasn't originally happy about going to the Blackhawks. Um, I mean, he was a professional and went and has played hard. But, yeah, I mean, you can't blame him for being a bit upset at being traded away from the Las Vegas Golden Knights, who have made playoff runs the last few years. So, yeah. And uh, I think part of the reason is they're running into salary cap issues, like uh, really bad. And the fact that they were over for the past couple of years, but they weren't fined or whatnot, you know, <clears throat> whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll move on unless you had something else to say about flurry or the hacks. No. Okay. He's shaking his head. No. So let's continue. This one I didn't see and I have no context to why. So. Maybe there's more, but I've seen the same article in several different places, and it's from the Associated Press. After the game, uh, the loss to Washington, I should say, the NHL has fined the Nashville Predators head coach, John Hines, $25,000, which I suppose to uh, the coach, it's just a check. You'll just write that. No problem. Uh, The reason is for, quote, inappropriate conduct. And again, this is after the four to one loss to the Washington Capitals. Uh, The league announced it this past week. 
And he was also assessed a game misconduct at the end of Tuesday night's loss in Nashville. It was the Predators' third straight loss, and they also had four penalties before the game misconduct was given to Hines. Now, the Predators sit in the first wildcard spot in the Western Conference. They lead the NHL for most minor and major penalties. This season, they've had 192 minor penalties and 33 major penalties. Their average penalty minutes per game of 12.9 minutes is a league high. So there's that. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure he was not uh, happy with the officiating, or uh, perhaps the <clears throat> lost the team. I don't know. I, I couldn't find any video on it uh, to see what he actually did at the end of the game to make the league mad at him. But I'm sure he was giving the refs the business. So two minute minor. Finally, as we work our way from the pro to the semi-pro to the high school level, update for you tonight from Duluth. Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs 3, your University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux 4. So that was a quick rundown of what's happening with some of your favorite teams. Thanks for joining us for that. Now, over to Howie Blues for a special report from him being on the sidelines, on the ice level, getting the hard-hitting action in first-person perspectives. Yeah, so um, we have the West Regional Hockey Tournament taking place here in North Dakota, and I have been, uh, and, and still am, the official announcer for the tournament, hence this uh, wonderful uh, baritone I got rocking tonight. Um, so we just, can, at the time of us recording this, day two just concluded. We got one more day to go. Um, but I thought I would share kind of uh, some of the, the goings-on of the tournament because um, it's been an exciting tournament, Kidder. This has been a very good West Regional tournament. Um, the tournament actually started on Valentine's Day uh, with two play-in games. Uh, the tradition has been within the West Region um, to take kind of the, the last four teams in the, uh, in the division and basically have them play to see who gets to actually go to West region. So uh, we had number eight ranked Dickinson versus number nine ranked Mandan uh, and Mandan would end up winning that game and getting to uh, play in the tournament. And then we had number seven Botno rugby versus number 10 Hazen Beulah and Botno rugby uh, wins that and is in the tournament. So the number eight seed, uh, is not Dickinson was out at that point. Uh, so yesterday uh, we started in the morning at 11 a.m. with the number one seated Jamestown Blue Jays versus the number nine seated Mandan Braves. Uh, 
not much to say on this game, Kidder. Uh, it was a game. Uh, Mandan kind of held their own. I, I, I say that like this is probably out of all the games that I'm going to talk about was probably the dullest game. There wasn't a lot of intensity to it. Not a lot of great plays or action. It just was a game. Uh, uh, Jamestown would go on to win it three nothing, um, and I, I do have to say um, for folks, this is a a double elimination tournament. So just because Mandan lost doesn't mean they're out; they still have a chance. Uh, but Jamestown will move on. Our second game of the day uh, was the fourth seeded Bismarck Demons uh, going up against the fifth seeded Williston Coyotes. Now, compared to the first game, Kidder, this game was intense. Um, I'm trying to see what else I had. Um, basically, uh, Bismarck kind of got off to a, a good start. Williston did try to make a comeback. Wouldn't be able to successfully pull that off. Uh, the Bismarck Demons will win this game 6-4. Uh, to four. Um, So they will move on. Our third game of that day uh, was a what? What I will say was an interesting game, Kidder. It was the number two seeded Minot Magicians versus our number seven seeded uh, Botno Rugby. I have to say, Kidder, this has so far been the upset of the tournament uh, as the. Potno Rugby Braves actually pull off an amazing uh, victory, Kidder. Uh, they they went up to an early lead. Uh, actually, might not went up to an early lead at the end of the first period, scoring two. Just boom, boom, back to back. And you're thinking, well, here it goes. Uh, some of the people in the box are saying, we're going into runtime on this game, which for those who don't know, um, at this level, if there's a six-goal differential in the third period, we have runtime. The clock doesn't stop. It just goes and it gets the game done faster. So the team can't run up the score. We were thinking it was going runtime. Uh, and the Braves just slowly chipped away. They tied it up into the third period. Gitter, I'm I'm there. It's looking like we're going to overtime. The uh the tournament director comes down during the one of the whistles hands me, here's the regulations for, for overtime so I can read it over the PA, and I kid you not, Botno scores. And uh, we get a 3-2 to two victory, and the number two seed is now uh, having to fight to stay in the tournament. And Botno moves on. And then our last uh, game of the first day, Kidder, uh, I, I said uh, in my note in this, this was a big fight feel. Uh, you had the number three seeded first year team, the Legacy Sabres versus the number six seeded Century Patriots. Crosstown rival. Oh, Kidder, the stands were packed. Uh, there were cheers going back and forth between the sides. It was, uh, I mean, it was a high energy atmosphere um legacy would go up early century would try to make a comeback um missed a lot of 
primo chances. I think uh, we in the box counted at least three times where open net kidder, like, like goalie is in the wrong spot, open net. All you have to do is the famous UND chant, stick it in. And you know what? They couldn't do it. And Legacy would beat Century 4-1. to one. Wow. So Legacy moves on. Century will face Minot. So that brings us to day two. So today, Kidder, uh, we uh, started off the day with Mandan versus Williston. So Mandan, the number nine ranked team, versus Williston, the number five ranked team. The guys in the box who are terrible at predicting, by the way, great guys, but terrible at predicting, predicted Williston would uh, take this game. Um, that was until Mandan scored four unanswered goals in the second period. It was just boom, 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 boom. Ew. Oh, it was a beat down, and Mandan would take the win five to two eliminating williston so mandan has a chance and will play tomorrow uh to qualify for the state tournament our second game of the day uh brought us uh minot so our second seeded team minot versus the sixth seeded century patriots um this was a very intense uh, game kidder, uh, century state in it, um, for a good part. However, um, was this the one? Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, this is the one. Uh, century would end up with a, um, just not necessarily being able to to get it done. Um, they would end up uh, basically having a five minute major that would in the second period that basically just killed a good chunk of their time that they could have uh, made the comeback. Um, the most notable thing is at the end of the game, uh, the get and I'll share this. I, I want your thought on this because to me, this was a terrible call on the officials' part. There was an <laughs> interference penalty called with like two seconds remaining in the game. Okay. However, Sentry did not, um, Minot did not touch the puck. Time expired on the clock. A huge scuffle breaks out, you know, a lot of roughing, a lot of that. You know, stuff is tight. The referees decide the game is should be over. The referees decide to put two seconds back on the clock and let them play the last two seconds, which Century didn't score. Another scuffle broke out. It was, a, to me, a terrible call um, in that, and Century will end up losing 3-1 uh, to one and being knocked out of the tournament. But mm -hmm. I, I want your, your thoughts on that call, Kidder, because I, I thought that was a terrible call by our officials. I think that was about as dumb as uh, a lot of the calls in the Colorado versus Dallas matchup where Colorado lost on uh, the 16th. Uh, that, that's just terrible officiating. Number one, if if the clock ran out and you hear the buzzer, the game's over, uh, especially if it's in the third period. The game is over. If it's the second period, the second period's over. 
do it in the third period. Uh, then after, after a scuffle, you don't put two seconds on the clock and then try it again. No. Uh-uh. Game is over. Terrible call. Uh, even calling the interference penalty with two seconds left. Come on. Just, whatever. The game is over. What, what are you going to do? Carry it into the next game? No, you're not. Stop with the stupidity. Just call the call the match how it's supposed to be. You know, do it from the start. Let it develop and see how it goes. If they get chippy, start calling more penalties. Something like that? No. It, it, it reminds me of the, the uh, handshake line brawl between the Sioux and the Gophers. One of them. Uh, <laughs> you know, okay, so the next night, are you going to do it again? No, the, the teams don't shake hands. They're done. They're off the ice. For me as a fan, it's a missed opportunity to kick some gopher ass. But in this instance, the they're high school kids. No, you're done. Over. Hit the locker rooms. Move on to the next game. Yeah. All right. That brings us to our I didn't third mean game. to choke you up. I'm sorry. Oh, it's, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, the third game of today uh, saw the number one seeded uh, Jamestown Blue Jays versus the Bismarck Demons. Now, Kidder, as an off-ice official, especially during the West Region Tournament, uh, I have to remain unbiased in everything. But I, I would be lying if I didn't say I kind of wanted to see the Bismarck Demons win just because it would have been an interesting game uh, for tomorrow to see the number one seed and the number two seed fighting to stay in the tournament. So... That's what I was kind of going for. Um, Which is crazy by itself because number one, number two, right? You think they're going to wipe the floors with everybody else and suddenly they're trying to stay in the tournament. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, story-wise, like if this was the WWE and I was booking it, that's what I would book, right? You know, because that's drama. But uh Needless to say, Kidder, this was a oh, this was a tough game, and there were some uh, bad officiating. Not that I like to call out the on ice officials, but uh, in the first period, uh, Bismarck would get take a uh, five minute major for checking from behind, an open ice checking from behind. Um, I later came to learn from our goal judge what had actually happened. The player who got checked actually had just before that actually taken his stick and whacked the Bismarck player, got away with it. The Bismarck player retaliated with the open ice check, and he got the five-minute major. Hmm. Um, the, the What really makes this punishing is Jamestown would score three goals on that five-minute major. Um after that, it was just kind of downhill for the Demons. They would get two more penalties, and Jamestown would score on both of those power plays. Jamestown's first five goals of the game were all power play goals. Damn I, barn burner there. 
Yeah. Uh, this would be our only game so far of the tournament that went to runtime as Jamestown would beat the Demons 7-1. to one. Ouch. Uh, only one also, goal. Oof. Yeah, this also had a terrible, one of those uh, early penalties was also a terrible hooking call. Again, uh, the gold judge let me know on this. Uh, you, you had two players fighting for the puck uh, down along the bench. And uh, as they were going, uh, the Bismarck player, his stick gets lifted up. And as they're skating by, as, as you know, with a bench, there there's a wall where it ends. And as they're going past that wall, his stick, which is in front of the Jamestown player, uh, catches the wall, basically clotheslines the Jamestown player. <laughs> Bismarck Demons player gets a two-minute hooking call on that. So he goes to the box two minutes for hooking because they ran into a... Yeah, very fair. Yeah, that really that was probably the worst uh penalty call I I saw. So that was our third game. Our fourth game tonight saw the Rugby Braves versus Legacy um our third ranked team. And uh, rugby jumped out to the early lead, scoring a goal in the first few minutes. And I, I, I kid you not, Kidder, I mean, legacy student section took up like two full sections in the VFW, and they were loud, and they were cheering, and Botno scores early, and you just, like the whole place went quiet. It was it was like oh crap could Botno pull this off? They already took out the number two seed. Could they take out the number three seed? Um, that was kind of what we were waiting to see. Uh, Legacy though wouldn't let that last for long. They would uh, score a several goals uh, to quickly get the lead. Uh, rugby would even take an interesting choice uh, when they were down by two. They got a a penalty. Um, while they also had a five-minute major, so they get a penalty, and instead of taking the two minutes to go even strength at four apiece, they elected to take a penalty shot, Kidder. Hmm. Uh, so bold play, bold play doesn't pay off for them. Legacy will end up beating the Botno Rugby Braves four to two. So uh, where this leaves us, uh, tomorrow we have... Uh, four teams trying to qualify for two of these spots. Uh, we will start off tomorrow with Minot versus the Bismarck Demons. Only one of them will get to move on to state. Uh, that'll be followed by Rugby versus Mandan. So one of those teams. And, and that's the interesting thing. Both of those teams had to win a play-in game to get into this tournament. One of them is going to get to go to state. So that'll be a cool game. I mean, regardless, that's just a cool story. I'm excited for that one. And then we will finish off with our championship game with the number one ranked Jamestown Blue Jays versus the number three ranked Legacy Sabres in their inaugural season. So that's what I have looking forward to um, tomorrow. And uh, Kidder, I'm hoping that Legacy's uh, student section is just as large, if not larger, tomorrow. Um, because I do plan on trolling them a little bit. Uh, happened to play Sweet Caroline during one of the period breaks, and they, of course, sang along. 
but it was kind of weak, and I was very tempted to do it tonight. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to wait. I'll do it tomorrow during the championship game. This will be great. I'll play it again during a period break. We'll see how they sing, and if anything, I might hop on the mic after the first chorus and go, hey, Legacy, is that the best you got? Come on, you can do better. So um, planning on that. We'll, we'll have some fun with it. But overall, it's been a good tournament, a lot of good games, a lot of good hockey. As I said, the first game is probably the weakest game I saw. Uh, but it's been good. It's been good hockey. Hello, everyone. Future Howard here, along with Future Kidder. Uh, since we are sitting down to record our review and reaction and analysis and all of that for Elimination Chamber, we thought that we would share uh, a few things, including, for me, the end of the West Region Hockey Tournament, since I had that today. Uh, so the quick rundown of this, Kidder, we had three. Three games today, um, and two of these are really big games because it means it determines who goes to state, who does not go to state. Uh, so we started off this morning with the uh, number two seed, Minot, versus the number, let's see, what was Bismarck? Uh, the number four seed, Bismarck High, uh, and again, loser doesn't make the tournament. Um this kidder, this was kind of a meh game. Um, Bismarck got some early penalties. Minot capitalized on some power plays. And uh, really, really, uh, me and my father-in-law were talking after uh, the game on the car ride home. And this game, along with our final game, is a great example of kind of some bad officiating. Um, we both kind oh. of felt like there was a lot of, a lot of non-calls, a lot of kind of one-sided on, on the calls. And that always kind of makes it difficult for the players because they see it called, and they do it, and they get called, and they're confused about what's the level of play, and it gets very frustrating and such. But um, Minot takes the early lead, and uh Bismarck just never really gets rolling and by the third period they were pretty much out of it uh just emotionally and such and so we're gonna see Minot beat Bismarck three to one so Minot will continue on to the state tournament Bismarck is out ouch yeah, and this is the first time in a long time that we had both the Bismarck demons and the Century Patriots out and not attending uh, state. Usually they are both in it uh, at some seed, but no, they're both out. Uh, so uh, that left uh, Legacy as the sole Bismarck team um, to go to state. Our second game, uh, this was the interesting one because this was the play-in uh, challengers. We had uh, Botno Rugby, the number seven seed, and then the Mandan Braves, the number nine seed. Both of them had to win a play-in game to be in this tournament. Um, it uh, it was an all right game. Um, it is a very clean game, so not a lot of penalties. And uh, really, I don't have much to report. I will say, though, Kidder, as a fun fact, just uh, the way this tournament was set up, um, because I thought this was kind of cool, uh, if rugby 
wins. They would, uh, of course, be in the state tournament. They would have been seeded the third seed over Minot, who would be the fourth seed, because the way it works is um, with the seeds, uh, first and second are determined in the championship game. But when it comes to third and fourth, they would normally go by who is the higher seed going into West Region. The only exception is if those two teams had played in the West Region tournament, and then the winner would be the higher seed. So if Botno won as the seventh seed, they would have gone to the state tournament as the third seed over the second seed, Minot, who would then be the fourth seed. So just needless to say, I kind of was cheering a little bit for Botany, uh, for Botno rugby, because I wanted to see that. Um, as I said, not much to really report in this game. Uh, Mandan would go up early. Uh, rugby would try to make a comeback, but just could not score uh, more than the one goal that they did. Mandan wins three to one. Rugby is out, and Mandan uh, will be the fourth seed uh, in uh, for the West Region. Minot ends up being the third seed. And that brings us, Kidder, to our championship game. The Jamestown Blue Jays, the number one overall seed versus the Legacy Sabres, the number three seed. And I will add in, Kidder, just because I, I like the stories with this. Legacy, they're a first-year team, so they've never won uh, the West Region Tournament. So they had a chance for their first championship title jamestown has also never won the west region tournament hmm. so regardless we were going to have a first time champion uh so that was kind of cool going into it um the thing was like jamestown i i reported way back uh in, in their first game i i said it was kind of a flat game they just kept picking up the intensity uh and they matched legacy and it was a it was a slobber knocker right off the beginning it was a big fight feel uh there was a huge crowd in the vfw lots of cheering lots of chanting um i i did get her i said i was going to do it i trolled the uh, legacy student <laughs> section. I played Sweet Caroline. A couple of them sang. I got on the mic and I'm like, "Hey, Legacy, I can't hear you. I'm expecting you to do better on this next chorus." And the next chorus came. I kid you not. The Jamestown audience and crowd sang louder than the Legacy student section. So I got back on. And I'm like, "Hey, Legacy." Jamestown's uh, fans are doing better than you on this. You got one more try, uh, and Jamestown still won that. So in the Battle of Sweet Caroline, uh, the title goes to uh, the Jamestown fans. So but up, con up. congratulations <laughs> on that one. Um, the big thing in this kidder is uh, Jamestown got an early lead, uh, went up two goals to nothing. End of the second period, Legacy has a prime chance when uh, one of the Jamestown players ends up in the box for a five-minute boarding penalty, and then another Jamestown player ends up in the box for a two-minute hook. So it's a five-on-three, and Legacy does not score on that, 
and when they came out of the third or out for the third period with 30 seconds left of that five um, of that five minute major, Legacy was dead. They were defeated. They they let the fact that they did not score during that opportunity just eat away at them, and you just you watched them, and you could just it, it you felt sad. It was the it was a sad third period getter. Uh, there just was no fight left in Legacy. They had kind of given it up, um, which is sad. So in the end, Jamestown wins. Three to zero. Jamestown will be your number one seed for the West Region going into the state tournament. Legacy will be the number two seed. So their season isn't done. They were crushed, um, but they do get to go on to state. They do get to uh, to try their luck there. But I mean, they need to be proud of themselves. A first year team getting to the finals, being the number three overall seed. Say, uh, I think they got plagued. In this game, much like I said in the uh, Minot Bismarck game, it was kind of some one-way uh, calls, some bad calls, some non-calls, um, including uh, there was a legacy player who, man, I didn't quite see the full hit, so I can't tell you if it was boarding or what, but it should have been a penalty kidder. The kid broke a tooth, had blood oh. all over his face, and there was no penalty assigned to it. And what makes matters worse is while he's down getting beaten, Jamestown goes down and scores. Um, so hmm. it, uh, yeah, I, that one was kind of a, uh, um, such. So that would, that would be the, the story of that championship game was just, just some non calls by the officials, um, and such, but overall Kidder an an amazing, uh, West region tournament, um, great crowds throughout, a lot of really good hockey. Uh, really, it was a, it was a lot of fun, and uh, my voice is still just barely holding out uh, from all of that. But a lot of fun. I had a blast with it. I received a lot of great compliments, and also I didn't get to do this in the uh, main episode, so I'll do it here. And thank you to each and every one of you who gave me music suggestions of. Uh, for the tournament, Kidder, I know you gave me some. Uh, <laughs> I appreciated I was it. Easy. <laughs> well, yeah, but hey, I appreciated it because it would, it made my job a little bit easier when I it's like I I know the fact that if Kidder says you could play this song because it is family friendly, I didn't have to necessarily go through and like double check. I could just go, all right, Kidder says, hey, Shine Down's got a new track. All right, mm -hmm. let's put that in. Mm -hmm. and that was actually a pretty good track. I actually liked that one a lot mm -hmm. when I uh, used to do warm ups. So, mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah. So, and of course, I have even more of them now. But the tournament is over, and I'd say save them for next year. But <clears throat> there'll be new songs then. So, in the meantime, play them off of the Killer Kidder Show on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but Kidder, you had a couple other hockey scores that you wanted to share as we're doing a quick recording. Well, you know, since uh, we recorded uh, on a Friday night, there was the scores from the week and uh, we had the information from last night and before. But today, two other games happening aside from the tournament finale here in Bismarck and those two games, number one, your University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux in action against the University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs up in Duluth. 
And then the other game being your Colorado Avalanche in Buffalo, New York, taking on the Buffalo Sabres. So, first of all, the matinee game today, which for me, watching, of course, the show that uh, we're talking about in our wrestling review, which when you're watching this, it was from like two weeks ago, you know, timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly. So I'm watching both of them. Avs game, pretty good, pretty weak uh, at some points on the face-offs and the defensive stuff. So some things to work on in the push to the Stanley Cup. But your Colorado Avalanche and the Buffalo Sabres there finished that game with the Sabres scoring three and your Colorado Avalanche scoring five. Another W in the column, keeping the Avalanche at number one in the league. The other uh, portion of that, I mentioned the Fighting Sioux currently playing as we're recording this, and uh, one would assume that the game would be over by now, but I think they <clears throat> didn't start uh, until 7 or 7.30 in uh, Duluth, so that's why the game should be wrapping up soon. But currently... The Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs 2, your Fighting Sioux 3. There is your latest hockey update. All right. And with that, back to past Kidder and Howard as they finish the show. Trust me, it ends on a good note. It's been a lot, and I'm tired. Uh, it's It's... Uh, it's a lot of hockey, and you might think announcing is easy, but trying to keep track of all the pronunciations and do the math on the time and penalties and all of that and music and it's draining, Kidder. Um, I've, I've I think I've only really made two big mistakes. Um, one, I failed to announce one of the uh, Minot cheerleaders, but I kind of blame the cheer coach on that one. Cause I went and I checked with them before the game. I'm like, any changes from yesterday? No, no changes. Okay. So I announced get done announcing and I kind of look up and I count and. Ah, I only read six cheerleaders names and there's a seventh. So the one who they had scratched the day before had shown up, but they didn't think about that. When I asked if there were changes, I made it up to her at the uh, first period break when they skated on. I'm like, and as the Minot cheerleaders come back on the ice, I'd like to, you know, we missed announcing one earlier, so let's, you know, also, yeah, I, I, it was funny. I, I could see her. She she smiled. It was, you know, at least that. So I, I made that mistake. Uh, the second one came uh, in our, the third game. I may have said at one point, uh, the Bismarck Blue Jays at full strength. Yeah. Yeah, that was a whoopsie. That murder bird getting after you again, or what's going on? <laughs> uh, you, you know what, Kidder? At at that point, um, Bismarck had been in the penalty box so much. I think I just like it. Just my autopilot wasn't quite there, uh, so I I took some shit for that one. Um, it was, I did have to laugh. One of our other off ice officials uh, in our last game, like towards the end of the second period, he he pulls out his car starter and starts it, and he goes, "Well." Car will be nice and warm when this period's done. Kind of looking at why are you why are you warming your car? Oh, end of the game. It's only the second period. He's like, oh, 
So we, we had a pretty good laugh at that. He was he yeah. was ready to be done. So, right. but that is the West Region Tournament Kidder. And uh, as I said, it continues tomorrow. I have three games and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a good end of the tournament and let my uh, my vocal cords heal and get back to its normal uh, tenor. So, yeah. good. Very good. And we'll see how all of the teams that make it do at state. And uh should be at the Ralph, correct? No, it's at Shields Arena. Oh, well. Um that's too not I, I, I know you like the Ralph uh kidder. Um the state tournament hasn't taken place at the Ralph Engelstead for a number of years. Mostly because uh the good folks at the Ralph Engelstead Arena made it quite clear that hosting the state tournament was a pain in the ass, and so Basically, the North Dakota High School Athletics Association basically said, well, fine, we'll play in Fargo. So um, the state tournament will will not be held at uh, the Ralph anytime Mm. in the near future. Well, that's fine because I'm not there to work it. Because I used to work those games all the time. And yes, it was a pain in the ass. But it was fun. So... There's your hockey update from your good brothers at Beer Blues and BS. So thanks for joining us for those of you who are still around after that round of hockey talk. My uh, Sam Adams told me cheers. So that means uh, it's about time for another what's on tap. Is it? I was really hoping that it would actually focus on it, but was So we did a seasonal or somewhat seasonal. It says seasonal on the front. So now let's do something brand new, hot off the truck. And this is ice cold out of my fridge. This is the brand new. What? 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 Huh? I was thinking about that. Uh, God, what? I, I can't even. Okay, so this is how mentally tired I am. Like, I thought of it and now it's gone, but it's like number eight like, on the card, but number one in your hearts. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. And, uh, but it was with that same line that you just did. You know, it's hot off the truck, but cold from my fridge. It's this beer. I had to say this beer because I don't know what he's drinking yet. But uh, and that yes, is sorry. part of the mystery. <laughs> that that's that's what like it flashed through my head when you said that, and I started I, I cracked up. I'm tired. I'm so I'm now. I'm glad that you caught on to what I was putting out there. So thank you for that, Howie Blues. We are still on the same page after however many years. <clears throat> so uh, yes, uh, this was a big. Uh, advertised uh, item from the Super Duper Bowl. So yes, there is the Bud Light Next. Not to be confused with NXT. Yes, or I as, put it upside down. Or as I got to see it because my little box was in the way, the Bud Light X'd. Yeah, that, that's basically basically what, what it is here. Apparently it is a super crisp Light beer is super crisp light beer. 
I don't know why camera doesn't want to focus now. Oh, now, now it focused on my Batleth up there. Look at that in the background. Glorious. Glorious! There. So, yes. The Bud Light next. As you can see, it's 12 full ounces there, or 355 milliliters. It's a light beer with natural flavors and fruit juice for color. So, I'm kind of... Um, set off about that because this is supposed to be just a lighter beer than Bud Light, kind of like Bud Select 55, if you remember those beers that they had. And there's uh, n really no other information on the side of or back of this <clears throat> in the facts or terms of the uh, alcohol content, but there are 60 oh, 80 calories the font is super super skinny and uh, of course it is small no protein i don't know about car uh carbohydrates uh, zero i see what they did here see bottom of can for fresh date all right i'm good and then uh ball corporation so we got something going for us there right at the bottom with the old ball corporation Logo. Well, whatever. Okay, so this uh, super crisp light beer with zero carbs. Oh, I, I almost forgot. This is kind of an interesting logo on the top here. The uh, little pull tab. It's like a double X almost. That'd be cool if it if it uh, you know actually focused. That would be that'd be sweet. Huh? There, there, look at that. So there you go. You can actually see the double X. All right. <clears throat> Let's open up this lighter than light beer. I'm curious because it smells like the one I just had. <laughs> hmm. That's bizarre. Hmm. How do I explain this? So yeah, it has, it's supposed to be lighter than light beer, but it has a little bit of the aroma of uh, some citrus coming off it, or maybe even the, the pine smell. And then as you drink it, it says fruit juice for color, but I can taste a little bit of the fruit juice, like a mango or strawberry something. I can't really identify it but then you have the uh, the bud light taste but crisper hmm. i'd say it's worth a try just to say you've tried it at least or maybe you'll like it because it's not a fruit beer so don't think that it's you know fruit in a beer but yeah there we go all right <clears throat> i'm ready to roll are you Yep, I'm good. I'm good. Mm -hmm. It's a one beer night for uh, for Howard. As uh, as soon as this podcast is over, uh, Howard's going to bed because he's got to get up and uh, announce some hockey, and he needs to be a little bit more mentally sharp. Yeah. Well, maybe a <clears throat> maybe a couple of these crispy boys right here would be doing you well right before you start that first game because you got to you know do it in the parking lot 
Um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll probably pass. It's one of those things, Kidder. Um, I was uh, I was telling my wife. No, I was telling my um, mother in law because she's been helping watch Howie Junior during all this. Um, being the announcer, you would think, hey, there's a lot of glory in that. And uh, man, Kidder, uh, like in the years past with West Region. Um, there's a hospitality room at the arena and usually it's been uh, the local teams like booster clubs, the parents provide food and they do have done. Mm, excellent. This year, uh, the tournament director is dealing with it. And so they tend to order food like and have food there. Like while the games are going on, I think I can't leave during, you know, the game and even like, during warm-ups, warm-ups, I'm, I'm getting, you know, pronunciations of players' names and checking, hey, are all the cheerleaders here? And, you know, I, I run around quite a bit during warm-ups and all of that. And then, you know, even like during the period breaks, yes, I could set up a playlist, but because of kind of the last minute nature of how my music went together this year, like it's not all normalized, so I'm constantly adjusting volumes and things like that. So I just I couldn't leave. So what was happening was we play the first two games, and then we had about an hour break, hour and a half break, and that would normally be in years past when it's like, hey, I get to go up, I get to eat lunch, or you know, get some food and, and get through. But both times that when we went up there, it was between when they had ordered food, so there was nothing. So, you know, and it's like you had to wait until like almost, you know, like, hey, 20 minutes before I got to be back down there so I can start the next warm up. Hey, the pizza finally arrived. Um, so it's been rough. Thankfully, my uh, father in law is uh, one of the gold judges and he has been bringing me food in between the games so that I stay fed um, and such. So it's been real fun in that uh, respect but it also means i haven't like sat down much uh so this is great sitting here talking to you uh <laughs> that but uh also why i probably won't uh, drink a bunch before because one i need to be mentally sharp and two again pee breaks little tough um i had one where i'm like ah, this is a four minute song start run 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 to the bathroom there's three people i had me like ahead of me so i had to wait and wait and i made it back like with like 24 seconds left i'm like okay and the next song success um so needless to say i, I try not to over drink because you know i just i don't get a lot of time so this has been when i say it's been a long stressful day and i don't get a chair because the the box is not that big and the guy who's running our penalty box doors is a big guy. So it's like, I can't sit because then he can't get past me. So I have to stand the whole time. So my knees hurt. I'm walking like an old man right now. And that's enough of me griping. Let's uh, let's move on to something else before I become old man hours over here. You know, hey, get off my Facebook page. <laughs> I think old man Howard wouldn't even know what a Facebook page is. Oh, he will. Because when he's old, it's going to be Facebook itself is going to be old and the meta will move to something else. <laughs> kind of like how 
And, and and I can't remember if we talked about this and you just added it or you added it because you've seen some shenanigans, but uh, the Another Lost Year Facebook page. I added this because you told me about this after we stopped recording last ah. week. And I was like, Kidder, that's excellent content. So I Excellent put it, content. I, I, I made the run sheet, write that in there, and I put this on. It was the first thing on the run sheet. So Kidder... Here. Tell this of uh, this interesting because you know me, I like controversies, I like scams and things uh -huh. like that. And this falls in that wheelhouse, so it's right up your alley, Jaco. And I wish that we had Clinton Cunanan from another lost year here to tell us about it, but we can't get him on the horn right now because he's off doing his uh thing, making some music and uh, doing a little bit of touring and whatnot. So we'll just have to. Fill in the blanks. First of all, if you go to Facebook and search Another Lost Year, because that's the name of the band, fantastic band. Love those guys. They've been up here a lot. Great music. And again, I got to debut some of their music on terrestrial radio for the first time when it came out. I'm actually fact, using before one of the album. Huh? I was going to say, using I'm, one actually, of songs. I'm using one of their songs and warm ups. Uh, because I was, as I was trying to fill out my warm-ups, I'm like, hmm, what are bands that Kidder tends to like? Because tends to work, and another lost year was one that I remembered. So, yeah, their uh, song Trigger Finger is in mm -hmm. one of the warm-ups. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a very good one. Um, I can recommend a few others. And, of course, The End of You and I would be the song that I officially put the title on. So if you add that one into the track listings, then... You get that one courtesy of me and another lost year, but their Facebook page. I don't know how, I don't know why, but, uh, somebody in like China or something ended up hacking their Facebook page, taking control of it, changing the password and everything and stealing the Facebook page. And no matter how many times you or I, or anybody else reports the stuff that is going on on the Facebook page, it doesn't violate community standards. Really? Somebody steals your Facebook page and it doesn't violate the terms of service or community standards? Get out of here. So again, somehow, some way, Somebody got access to the page, and now, even though it still says another lost year and still has the hundreds of thousands of people who have liked the band's page over the years, are now greeted with random foreign stuff. And I don't know if it's Mandarin, Chinese, if it's Japanese, if it's some of the other Asian countries around there. I don't know what the language is, but originally they were live streaming games. Like none of the games that you or I have ever heard of. It's some foreign game and they're playing this live stream to the page. And then I'm guessing people reported them for playing games or something like uh, what I did. And then <clears throat> it turned into them playing random movies 
But the perspective of the actual movies, so you have an aspect ratio of typical movies. It's either 16 by 9 or you have the widescreen film format, which is even uh, shorter there. So it's wider looking. They squish those into the 16 by 9 or 4 by 3 format. So it looks like you take your whole picture and then you squish it together. It's absolutely stupid. And they're putting up all this copyrighted content that isn't theirs to begin with. And it's not their page either. And you report it and you get told it doesn't violate community standards. How? Are you kidding me? <clears throat> so I was like uh, to Clinton, I'm like, oh, what the hell's up with this? He's like, man. Chinese hackamans got me. <laughs> they took the page. He went through the, the hoops, and obviously it's still not fixed yet. So I guess to all of the fans of Another Lost Year listening, go to the Facebook page and report it for being spam or a scam or just report it as being false because it's it's ridiculous. You go to it, there's just a bunch of stupid stuff. So I don't know what's going to happen. It's been that way for probably six months now. So I'm sure the hackers are well entrenched in there. But aside from waiting and seeing, I mean, what else do you do, right? Yeah, I uh, while you were talking about that kid, I pulled it up just to kind of see for myself. And uh, yep, the cover photo is from uh, Squid Game. Uh, I saw clips from the movies Hancock with Will Smith and uh, Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage. Um, which also I saw in that one, somebody put the comment, name of movie, please. You know, if you can't find Ghost Rider and you don't know Ghost Rider, I'm sure if you put flaming skeleton guy on motorcycle you would end up with ghost rider <laughs> just google yep. search it uh, but yeah shame that that has happened to him um a real a real shame um i, I hate seeing things like that and yeah but yeah it's dumb because now you know how else I mean, you have other ways of keeping in contact with them and other platforms and whatnot. But of course, the platform that you're probably on the most is probably Facebook. And so having that means of your notification that new music is out or a new album or, or new tour dates or anything, it's just another way to not get your message out. So very annoying about that. And hopefully... I'm still hoping that we can get Clinton Cannon on the show and talk about another lost year and all the music and whatnot and uh, the times and fun that we had uh, whenever they came to town. So we'll see. I might have to text him again. Get him on. Get him on board with a couple good brothers. You know. Yep. Mm -hmm. Good God, man! There is a like half a page if not a full page of wrestling news on the run sheet oh we should start tackling some of this just to get through 
That's uh, it's, it's just what you wanted, right? More wrestling news. <laughs> uh, no, not at oh. all. Okay. So, be rapid hits here, basically. First of all, <clears throat> a moment of silence for all of the previous broken Spanish announce desks. I believe those desks are now a bit safer. Uh, in all sadness, veteran Spanish announcer Carlos Cabrera has been released by the double double E. And so he is no longer there and we will no longer cut to the Spanish announce desk and see him. Gracias, amigo, etc., etc., etc. Everything that he would say. Another interesting continuation of the drama with Mustafa Ali. He at first was said to be gone from WWE, and then they're like, ha, nope, nope, you're still with us. And he's like, I want to go. And they're like, nope. So his contract release has not been granted. He is still with WWE. He's been uh, trying to get out of his contract for a couple months now. He has not been on any of the WWE programming since losing on SmackDown on October 29th. So long enough. His current contract, according to what he said in a post on Twitter, is about two and a half years remaining yet. So I can see why WWE might want to hold on to him for that. But if he's going to complain and not want to be there, then cut your losses, get rid of them. If you're not going to use them. Right. Especially when you've cut so many people uh, in, you know, the past year, if you're going to cut that many people and you have somebody who's like, no, take me, take me. It's like, well, use him. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I feel for him, especially since some people have uh, had an easier time uh, getting out. <clears throat> and on top of it, it's kind of bizarre, you know, like he wants to go and they've released a lot of other people, but um, it is what it is. Next up on the rumor mill, WWE is bringing in Stone Cold for the upcoming WrestleMania, which will be taking place down in Texas. And not only are they apparently bringing him in, but it is supposed to be for something on the card where he will be wrestling so we talked about that at the beginning of the show and here it is again will it be great i hope so do i want to see it absolutely do you think it'll pay off probably not well at least uh if the rumors are true from what we are hearing because uh, i did hear this one kidder it sounds like they're setting up his opponent to be none other than a favorite of ours kevin owens so it'd be Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold if they do go that route. Um, part of the reason for that is of, uh, I think, what did I hear? Like they have like 57, like basically uh, the uh, stadium that they're in, I think they have 57,000 tickets available or, you know, seats that you could purchase. I think they'd only sold like 30,000 of them and so and that's over both and that's with both nights so fifty seven thousand two nights 
and you've only sold 30,000 for the two nights. So part of the thought of why they're bringing in Stone Cold is because they aren't selling as many tickets as they need to uh, sell. And so this is uh, Stone Cold coming back for that. If that's what he's coming back for, um, it sounds like there's been other times where he's been offered to come back and hasn't and such. So this is interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Don't know how I feel about it. I know you would love to see him wrestle one more time, but I'm kind of at the point where it's like, don't do it, Stone Cold. Don't do it. Because the last time that you had somebody like this, it was like Shawn Michaels who came back out of retirement for one more match in Saudi Arabia, and it was a terrible match. It was DX versus Brothers of Destruction. It was just terrible. So I just, yeah. you hate to see him come back for something like that. So, and I agree. <clears throat> and I think part of that match, you know, not to s just single out uh, Shawn Michaels, but I think all of them, Triple H could still go, but the rest of them were kind of like, nah, we're done. But they didn't really end it. So, um, speaking of The Undertaker, announced uh, today, he will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame at this WrestleMania. So, Congratulations to Undertaker. Excited for that. <clears throat> Next up on the list is uh, an AEW update, if you will. Now, apparently, AEW is un unable to reach an agreement to renew the contracts with Cody and Brandy Rhodes. Uh, Cody being an executive vice president for AEW and Brandy Rhodes being being a chief brand officer or something along those lines for uh, her position at AEW. <clears throat> so according to, again, the information floating around on the internet is that uh, Tony Khan and AEW are sticking close to their budget for this budget year. And they could not reach an agreement because Apparently, they were asking for too much money, and they weren't going to give it to them. So, Cody and Brandy are apparently no longer with AEW. It's also said that Cody is heading to WWE for a mid to high card position, potentially going into the main event picture. And Cody sent out messages saying that... Uh, People should still watch AEW. So there's that. Also, uh, it's rumored after a uh, video package from Malachi Black and Brody King regarding the House of Black stable. Buddy Matthews, or you may know him as Buddy Murphy, is rumored to be joining that group at uh, this past Wednesday's Dynamite in that video package. They were waiting for somebody, and there was a knock at the door, and, well, who was it? We don't know. We'll see. Also, CM Punk challenging MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, to a dog collar match at AEW Revolution taking place March 6th. So, of course, right after this officially airs. So I'm excited to see that one. Looks good. 
There's only been one other dog collar match in AEW, and that was between Cody Rhodes and Brody Lee. And the match they kept referencing involved Roddy Piper. So, should be interesting, gruesome, and I'm sure there'll be some cheating involved. So, that's coming up. Sunday, March 6th. Then, finally, with the wrestling update, uh, you remember EC3 out of WWE, Braun Strowman out of WWE. Well, the two of them have come together with some investors, and they are launching a new promotion tomorrow, as of when this comes out, March 5th. In Orlando, it's called Control Your Narrative, or CYN. And I think they they might be referring to it as SIN. I'm not sure. But they're looking for uh, some more pieces to fill that in, not only from the talent side, but uh, on the broadcast side. And they're claiming that they have a deal for television broadcasting, and we'll reveal it soon. So we'll see what that is is it going to be good i don't know we'll just find out if they can go crazy with uh, another promotion i don't know what to think about it um it and i don't know how long they've been in the works with it i know like aew was like a year in the works and they actually did some uh, tests i mean they did a, a string of pay-per-views leading up to it um with like the first all out it was all kind of geared towards seeing, you know, kind of what this could be and, and such. So I just have a hard time believing that these two guys are all of a sudden got investors and that this is going to be good. That is what it is. <clears throat> so good luck to them here in Orlando as this debuts, this episode, well, their stuff debuts as well now what i'm curious about is some of the new content that you have from your howard's cave of wonders adventures Mm. do you do you have some updates for perhaps the new uh, figures new ships anything else well i i mean I, i i very briefly touched on it um last episode that but the uh, Reaper Miniatures announced Bones 6 to be launched here uh, in March. I haven't seen an exact launch date, so coming soon. Um, I'm sure if I watched the Reaper uh, Reaper's Twitch feed, because um, they do stream shows on Twitch, that I could get some of the previews, the renders, the things like that, but... Uh, haven't had the time to do that uh, lately. The thing that's interesting, though, about it, Kidder, and I, it's why I put this in the run sheet, because they announced Bone 6 in March and then proceeded to launch Base Boss 2 onto Kickstarter. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're, they're running a Kickstarter here in February, and then they're going to run one in March. Um, Base Boss was a fairly popular Kickstarter that Reaper did many years ago. It was really just um, to make bases, and it was basically to, like, they they did a kind of 
on the cheap. Uh, but it was to basically purchase the equipment so that they could make these bases uh, for miniatures here in the United States. Um, and I participated in that. I bought a, a slew of just bases of different size just so I had bases. And I've used them on uh, figures and such. Um, but this time around, their new thing is uh, they're bringing out some bases in different sizes, but they're also, at the same time, uh, doing base inserts. So little pieces that you can put into the insert um, to basically make it more decorative. Um, <laughs> decorative is not quite the right word, but it's the best that tired Howard's coming up with. Uh, it, it basically does the basing for you. Um, I've looked at it and I will probably get in on it because you can pledge for as little as five bucks and get some inserts. That's fine. Um, the only thing, reason I haven't is I'm kind of waiting to see where it goes because when I first looked at it, there were kind of really like two options for the inserts. There was stream, which depending on how you paint it up, it could be a stream. It could be swampland. It could be lava. I mean, take your pick. Or they had some just kind of uh, sci-fi mechanical and such. So I kind of was hoping that if it is successful enough that maybe there'd be some other options unlocked. Um, so we'll see. Um, that might determine just how much I go into that. Um, so while basing isn't hard, it's not always my favorite thing to do. Um, so there's that. But yeah, it's, it's gotten a lot of people kind of curious. Why are you doing base boss in February and then bone six in March? And I'm sure I will put out some more uh, stuff. There will probably be a Howard's Cave of Wonder when bone six launches uh, and such. But right now, uh, with everything between this hockey tournament and car on fire and all the stuff that you've been hearing about howard has not had time to uh work on howard's cave of wonder which is a shame well i know it's a shame ryan stretching in the back and says it's okay it's okay jake there's still time way back way back in the early days of beer blues and bs i talked about a show that i was watching from across the pond called eight out of ten cats does countdown um it's a uh it's a, a cross of two shows eight out of ten cats and countdown which is a uh show um that involves anagrams and math problems but eight out of ten cats is a comedy show they combined these it's this weird amalgamation of comedians playing smart people games and they bring a lot of humor and such into it. Um, the last time we talked about it actually um, was at the uh, time, the death of comedian Sean Locke. He was one of the uh, team captains on the show uh, for most of its run. Um, one of my favorite segments, and I talked about it at that time was a segment that Sean Locke did with a, the uh, versus the other team captain uh, called carrot in the box this was a stupid game that they did that has been so hilarious to watch basically they have two boxes 
Sean Locke got to look in the box to see if there was a carrot in his box. He would then make it, after he looked, he would then say whether he wanted to keep his box or wanted John's box. John would then make the decision whether to switch the boxes or keep his own. Whoever ended up with the carrot uh, wins. And uh, Sean Locke was undefeated in uh, carrot in the box. And I was I was disappointed when he passed away because I to me that was like that was the end. You're never gonna find anybody as good as Sean Locke was at Carrot in the Box. Well, Kidder, here in January, it was the return of Carrot in the Box. And uh, I will put a link to it in the show notes so people can go and watch it. I don't want to spoil it, but Kidder. Oh, it was still just as good. Uh, I forget which comedian stepped up to take on Sean Locke's role, but he did a fantastic job, and um, it was great. It was uh, excellent. So I just wanted to bring it up because I was so excited when I was looking at YouTube, and it, it pops up, Return of Carrot in the Box. I'm like, Carrot in the Box? I got to watch this. So, Yeah. There you go. A throwback to our older material. You know, back before Kidder built the roundabout in his city that he has probably destroyed since he has turned it off the screen. <laughs> I know how this works. I'll show you Howard Avenue. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that uh, you're getting some enjoyment out of it and that they can recreate it and it's not as dumb as a 30 year later recreation of something that you thought it was good before and didn't need to, you know, have something changed and made to be worse. Kind of like, uh, some of the star Trek that's out there. And I do have to say that as a star Trek fan, I'm continually not impressed by the quality of writing that uh, these people are putting down the quality of the episodes the the characters in them they're very much not like how star trek was for 50 years and of course people argue back that well they're just you know putting their spin on it and whatnot but there's a difference between putting your flair, your spin on something, making it interesting and changing the universe. <clears throat> um, I haven't watched this week's episodes yet, but I, the reason I'm bringing this up is because there's a lot of Star Trek coming up. Some of it I'm excited for. Some of it. We'll see. Uh, Star Trek Discovery. They're finishing out the fourth season here and I'm still not impressed. Like I watch it. I'm, I'm excited to watch it and hope that they make a good episode. And then it's just trash. It's boring. A lot of opportunities, great things they could add in. And, and yet they're what's really neat is the people are, wanting to bring in elements from Deep Space Nine. And I'm like, awesome. Do it right. That's all you got to do. The visual effects are fantastic. Uh, the technology that they have 
at their fingertips to be able to use and including a giant VR room that you can, as the actor, you can see what's around you and actually act to it. So there's even natural lighting of what's happening when they program it in there. Like awesome. So use it right. Coming up uh, officially as this releases, it was yesterday, but uh, Star Trek Picard Season 2 premiered, so I'll be watching that, and I'm hoping it's a lot better. The talk right now is that Picard will only be three seasons, which is very disappointing, and they've uh, they filmed seasons two and three basically back-to-back, so will there be a season four? I hope so. Will it be garbage? I hope not. We'll see. There's some teasers out there that uh, uh, I think it's the third season of Picard, which will probably be out in 2023. That will change the Star Trek universe forever. And I'm like, don't just stop. Just look at the fan fiction that's made by the fans and do that with higher quality graphics and budgets and sets like do that stop with this whiny garbage i swear every freaking episode the captain now captain of discovery michael burnham cries like stop you don't have to be emotional you're a starfleet captain you want to be a captain you want to sit in the captain's chair you don't cry every freaking chance you get okay Later in May, this one I'm I'm excited for to see how they can uh, really make it interesting. And this was a fan-pushed series with Captain Christopher Pike in command of the USS Enterprise, who was the captain of the Enterprise just before James T. Kirk took over. The new series is called Star Trek Strange New Worlds and again premieres on May 5th. This one is supposed to be more episodic in the terms that yes, they're building on the crew and their interactions with that, with each other. However, they are more individual versus the serialized over the course of a season and their lame. I don't know. Identification of seasons is 10 episodes. Come on. Uh, Then later, Star Trek Lower Decks, the animated series, will return this summer for the third season. That one, of course, uh, created by um, Mike McMahon, who was the co-creator for Rick and Morty. So the animation style is similar, but uh, that's been pretty funny. And there's some really interesting Easter eggs thrown into there. And uh, finally, Star Trek Prodigy. The finale was uh, uh, pretty good there. Again, it's kind of marketed toward the kids because it's on, supposed to be on Nickelodeon, but yet for anyone who isn't familiar with the Star Trek universe, this is a great place to start them out. So if you know people and you're like, I think they might like Star Trek, you can start them out with Prodigy 
and uh, they are airing episodes on the Nickelodeon channel itself. And of course, Paramount plus all these will be on Paramount plus. And uh, that returns later this year, toward the end of the year with uh, some new episodes. So lots of star Trek, lots of excitement and I'm not going to have Howard do the breaking news thing with this because it broke a couple days ago as of when we're recording this, but Star Trek four in the Kelvin universe, which I know you are super excited about. Jake is on the docket to be produced, recorded, etc., and should be out next year in 2023. Kidder, we've been talking for quite a while. It's time we wrap this up with some cheap plugs. Oh, by the way, we have some other things that we can tell you about at beerbluesbs.com. Number one, it's our website, our official secure website, beerbluesbs.com. While you were there, you can buy us a beer. Mentioned it earlier in the show, but you can click on the buy us a beer button and have a secure transaction right there. If you'd like to buy us each a beer or buy us a round, whatever the case is, that would be awesome. And uh, officially then have your name listed here on the screen with a message of your choice. If you'd like to send us a message there, add it in the comments, beerbluesbs.com. Aside from that, how about all of our audio versions? Where are they? They're everywhere. They're on every secure platform that's out there. And by signing up for whatever platform you're already on, uh, potentially, you know, like iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, any of those, like those are the big ones, right? We are on there. And all you need to do is search in your uh, search bar while you're in the app beer blues bs and then you can subscribe to the show right there on any or if you would all of those services to get the very latest from all of us here your good brothers at the triple b beerbluesbs.com for the list now if you want to watch this train wreck actually happen as it happens. You can see the YouTube version. Go to beerbluesbs.com. Click on YouTube right there, and you can see all of our episodes on our home on YouTube. And if you would subscribe there as well, click the thumbs up, please, and thanks. Uh, it helps us get in front of more viewers to share the goodness with. And so sharing is caring. If you would, share us there, please. Uh, speaking of sharing, Facebook is a great place for us too. It's kind of our hub aside from our website at beerbluesbs.com. Facebook right there. Man, you like the page. You get all of the show information. You get the host information. You can comment on the show. There's so much stuff on our Facebook page as well. So we would love for you to join us on Facebook. Click the thumbs up. Become a fan of the show. And yeah, if you would share with your friends please and thanks. Uh, while you're on Spotify, you can follow the Kid Killer Kidder Show. I've been adding even more music to the hundreds of hours of music that is already part of the hand-picked and perfectly curated playlist of the Killer Kidder Show on Spotify. Just search Killer Kidder Show. You'll find my handsome face right there in the picture, and you can uh, follow that and play the music for yourself and uh, 
kind of play out of my playlist. So I know uh, Howard's been using a lot of that, uh, just finding all the censored versions. So thanks, Howie. Appreciate you. So aside from that, man, hey, my co-host, he is the Howard Blues. <laughs> Because there's certainly only one of them floating around. I appreciate him being here, my brother from another mother. So, Howard Blues, on behalf of him and me, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder, thank you for joining us for this and every episode of Beer Blues and BS. Again, beerbluesbs.com. Please join us there for today. Well, my parting advice keep your glass at least half full. A reminder that there's free beer tomorrow and of course the guarantee that we will join you down the old dusty Tuscan highway so have a good one and we'll see you again on the next episode of beer blues and bs you have been listening to a ua production of beer blues and bs if you enjoyed the show help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice thanks for listening and may your glass never be empty UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Yep. Been waiting a bit. Two minutes? I I mean, I could look and tell you exactly, but... Okay. That was okay. I'm trying to figure out why you're trying to kill me. I saw this run sheet. Holy oh. hell, man. Holy hell. Oh, I gotta sleep at some point. <laughs> here's the here's the good thing, right? Because we have, I don't know, two hours until, until Samantha's uh Ready to get picked up or something, so we're good. <laughs> blaze through it, man. We'll blaze through it. That's why it's red back here. You're gonna blaze through it. Mm. Now we're conflicting colors, you know. Mm-hmm. Red versus blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, gonna, I was gonna say we got we got a brand war going on here. <clears throat> There, there was something going on with it where it was just not staying. So, and you couldn't see any of it. <laughs> I'm laughing because you a death look behind you. Freya, hello. Do you want to be on the show? What do you say? She says she's good to be on the show. Yeah, because it was funny from my perspective when you were messing with stuff, she wasn't there. And then you're finally like, there. And here she is just sitting there staring at you. Well, there's Freya. You ready to talk on the show? Okay. Yeah? Maybe?
All right, maybe later. Freya, you're in charge of stats tomorrow. Mm.